<laughs> What's your favorite curse word, Grandpa? Um, doggone it. 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 Podcasting will be a thrill. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Grandpa and chill in full effect. We talk about the doll. Yeah, put the doll on the set with that pet craze too. We chillin' with Rosie. Come stay tuned. Yeah, listen closely. Cause this the millennials and the silent generation coming together. Discussion in rotation. This is Grandpa and Chill. I have a, I got a question for you, Brandon. <clears throat> yeah, what's up? What What is that thing that happened to um, Britney Spears again? What is it called? Conservatorship. So her her father basically like took command of her life as if she was like a dependent, like a child, and um, was treated as such legally. Like they, I I think they could even like control her like sexual health, whether or not she had birth control and that kind of thing. I just just a. Uh, a general question no no big no pressure or nothing but if you would you like at what point would you do that for like if you had a kid or something like at what point yeah, would you like all these hypotheticals are the reason i never want a child yeah like but all, I mean, uh, you, d- 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 down, down from blueberry cereal or count chocula all the way up to conservatorship like i do not want a kid if they make um, the wrong cereal choice it's like uh-oh here comes a conservative ship I think the father took several million dollars a year from her, too. He mm. took a bunch of her fucking money. Yeah. And, and of course, the lawyers that are making money supporting him, which she was paying for, they, they don't lose that, that income He's either. I, I, think, I think it's the stupidest, most, most stupidest ist thing Greatest. in the world. <laughs> I'm dumb, too. But, um... Like either someone's doing something where you should be sent to jail and then the government has you or live their life. Like it was strictly, I, I think it's because he wanted her to keep performing and she was an abused child star and he was just raking on millions of dollars by forcing her. Yeah, I don't know how he swung that. I can't wait to see more information about how he even swung this to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it's been like 12 years. Um, Orist said, I thought I screwed it up. I have it for my time. I'll get on right away. So he's, he's coming. Just because like there's a lot of stars that just like fuck up their life and don't end up in this situation. Yeah. I think majority of people like, I think this is such an oddity. Like when, that's what I was going to say. Like what makes such a thing is like, I couldn't imagine when, unless my adult child got like kicked in the head by a horse and literally wasn't the same person and couldn't take care of themselves physically, you know, um, or mentally, I couldn't see a reason why I need to like control what and they're wouldn't doing. wouldn't let them keep you know? working, but then not be able to do anything else for themselves. That even too, that, that even more so. Cause then it seems like you kind of like are taking advantage of someone. It becomes very I, clear I why no you're doing that. Wow. Then they were invading her privacy in her bedroom, mm-hmm. too. Our guest is here. Amazing. I have a feeling uh, Grandpa wants to introduce the show this week and say my name at the same I time. Last week. <laughs> 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 it's not my turn. 
Rosie, Rosie, right. can we get a squawk squawk in the chat? I guess it's up to me, Finus or Sierra, if anybody wants to. Otherwise, I'll just I'll just get this ball rolling. Hello, welcome to Grandpa and Chill with your amazing, funny, great acting in person of of great knowledge uh, host Brandon Fox with your also great, amazing main star and process and the guy of the show, Grandpa Barton. Amazing, everyone. Wow, Hooray. I'm overwhelmed. Okay. In our very talented, multilingual, super duper skillful producer, Sierra, and me, your lowly older co host, Finest. Hello, this is Grandpa Jill. Um, the guest today is very exciting. His name is Orist, and he specializes in old guys living their best life. So. <laughs> I'm excited. Living my best life. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Forrest, welcome to Grandpa and Chill. Yeah. Welcome. Nice to meet you. I'm Brandon. Hi, Brandon. I'm Grandpa. Grandpa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finest. I'm Sierra. You're finest? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. God, this is a real real deal. It's the first time I think I've ever had a producer on board. Hey. Hey. She's amazing, yeah. Real. How how are you doing, Oris? I'm doing great. I don't I'm doing great. I apologize. I thought so, you know, I I because I put it in the calendar myself. Oh, no problem. And and I didn't, you know, I thought, ah, boy, why am I in the back of my mind's like they're east coast, but they wouldn't be doing this at nine thirty. That's late. Especially for yeah. for grandpa. Grandpa, what time do you go to sleep? Generally, uh <laughs> I'd say anywhere between eleven and midnight, generally. Oh man, you're a wild man. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. He's he's out doing uh, Jello shots. <laughs> oh shit! No kidding. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I'm in bed. You know, you know, on a, on a good night, I'm in bed at nine. You know, sometimes maybe eight thirty, eight o'clock, and then when they, when wow. they change the clocks, it's going to get even earlier. Yeah. What time is wow. where you at right now? It's a uh, uh, three fifty. Oh. Where, where are you located? Or I'm it's... in Las Vegas. Oh, hey, and and you go to bed early. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you live in Las Vegas, it's not like, you know, when you come to Las Vegas, you go to a strip, you go to clubs, yeah. you hang out. Da, da, da. When you live in Las Vegas, it's just like living anywhere else, you know. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, we do go to the strip every once in a while, but I mean, we're going uh, Saturday. We're going to see the, the, right. 20, the 27 Legends show. The people, oh. all, everyone that died at age twenty-seven. Oh, yeah, and we're really like we're stepping out because we're going to stay up. The show doesn't start till late thirty. Yeah, wow. we're probably going to take a nap. Yeah, go Gr- Grandpa beat that club. Oris, how do you say your last name if you don't mind? Komarnitsky. Dig it. Say it again. Komarnitsky. Don't try to read it when you say it. Just close your eyes. Yeah, I'm like, say, don't, say Kom- like don't, don't, don't try to read it. You're trying to read it. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes now. If he needs. Okay. Okay. Hey, close your eyes. Komarnitsky. Komarnitsky. Yeah. Komarnitsky. It's an unusual first name. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's, it comes from, uh, it's actually my answer. My uh, heritage is Ukrainian. 
Uh, but I wasn't born here in the States. But that's a fairly common Ukrainian name, but it actually comes from Greek mythology. And it does not have a good story. Tell us. Uh, uh, so so uh, Clytemestra, which is where the word, where partially it was the menstrual cycle came from the word. Um, she was married to, oh, what is his name now? I can't remember, but it was it was he was he he was the brother of the guy that, that sailed a thousand ships of Troy after Helen. Oh, uh, Odysseus. No, no, uh, Odysseus is he got lost. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, but no, and so what? So what happened? Bobby Flay. Okay. <laughs> so what happened was uh, he was gone for twenty year war, and lo and behold, his wife who was left behind found a lover, and so when he, when that king came back. Uh, the lover and the and and the wife killed the king, and then Orestes killed his mother and the lover, and then the, mm-hmm. the gods punished him by making him go out in the countryside, run around naked and crazy. Wow! Yeah, so it's not that bad of a punishment, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it depends. On, this is probably there's probably lots of thorns in in Greece. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah I guess so. If, if you're shy, it wouldn't be too good. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's oh. cool. I think I got a little bit of Ukrainian in me as well, oh, or at you? least uh, Russian heritage. Yeah. Okay. No. Have I been saying Fox wrong? <laughs> it was originally Fuchs, but that's from my grandpa who's Czech. So it was. It was what? I'm sorry. Uh, Fuchs, which I think also means fox. But, oh, okay. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Orist. I thought you might be one of the most in-line people with what the show's about uh, that we've ever had on. Okay. <laughs> Usually that's <laughs> not the case. So uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to tell the, the folks at home a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I soon will be 69. And uh, if you want to send me gifts, uh, 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 DM me or whatever at uh, <laughs> uh, on Facebook at Oris Cayman or find me on LinkedIn. And uh, my yeah. size, I, I'm an extra large and a, a size 10 shoe uh, and uh, extra large and uh, like a 36 and a 34 shirt. So 30, I'm sorry, 16 around the neck. And, and so if you want to give me presents this is what I'm talking about. Or I do, I do nice. like scotch and cigars. Uh, but right now no, I'm mostly a no pot. What's that? No sizes of, of, uh, oh, I like, I like, a big, I like a big one. I like a big one. Yeah. Like, uh, a Churchill. 16 cigar. Yeah. 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 I, like, I like the big ones. I don't like those little, the little things. It's just my, my hands are too big for it. I got big hands, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> and so, uh, and you know what that means. Uh, so the, uh, so, 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 uh, yeah, I, I, we moved to Las Vegas about three years ago, a little bit over three years ago. And, uh, we, uh, I used to be a periodontal regenerative surgeon. Uh, I used to do uh, dental implants and gum surgery. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, this is so, and, uh, <laughs> so, and, uh, and then I, I left that and, I started. I started to do a couple of online. Tried to do a couple of online businesses. It didn't go very well. Uh, actually, my my Facebook account is disabled. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, 
delete it. I'm just disabled. I can't run any traffic. Can, can I can I tell you just so so sorry to interrupt. Just the craziest thing. The two things that we were talking about before we got on uh, were my grandfather's tooth, which just got removed, and Facebook. So okay. it's, it's pretty, I just had an implant. Done. Pretty amazing. Oh, did you? But wh- where? In, in right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. No, where in your body? <laughs> Good question. Well, it was inside my mouth. Oh, okay, because there's like you know the you know, there's penile implants too. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I didn't need that one yet. Is, 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 is you don't need it because you're not getting any, or is it because you're working okay? I'm learning uh, so much. So far, so good. <laughs> Sierra, yeah. at least my wife, my wife thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I'm just you just got me in. A, uh, you know, you know. I think it's just I'm great. in. This I'm in, great. in. You know, I'm on, I'm on fire today. So if there's anything, Sierra, you're gonna have to moderate this content. You know, the, just had a drum roll here. If you, if you need, if you need uh, any uh, bleeps or things like that, so so yeah. So now I uh, yeah. My my what got me disabled is I, I had a product. I had a, a, a digital information product on erectile dysfunction. Okay, so I interviewed various doctors about various treatments that that were that are out there. Uh, everything I was talking about was medical grade. You know, nothing nothing cheesy coming out of China or that you uh, you know uh, find on the, on the internet. And I guess Facebook didn't like my URL for my product. I don't even really want to take a guess. Take a guess. Um, my, 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 my junk does not work. Dot com. Oh man, <laughs> they probably just want to keep. They probably was like, we can use this. Yeah, I they mean, stole that. They were jealous. That's a good. That's a good URL. They. Yeah, that oh, everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about, right? That's a good URL. As soon as I say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, they, that that uh, got me in trouble several years ago, and I I have not been able to recover from that. So yeah. it's a, it's it's a, a little bit of a problem. So uh, yeah, so now I got podcasts. I'm putting together a program. Also, I got a, uh, we're probably about eighty percent done with a, a online course that we're doing, and and so that kind of kind of. And the, the the course is titled like "Old Guys Living Their Best Life." No, is it's that, called actually. I... Actually, my course is actually named more at uh, at the. Uh, a younger audience it's the uh it's called the standard dot academy and it's basically helping people reconfigure their lives both mm-hmm. in, in, in lots of different ways so the, the biggest thing is uh first of all most of the time people say like well what what do you want and then people like are kind of have like a dull dullness to them about it like well, i don't know <laughs> well if you don't know what you want just you can get whatever the world gives you and uh, so we go through a whole process and then uh the very the very last week is uh talk about uh relationships and ba- gotcha. and basically how to, how to get laid more frequently without begging. Oh, okay. And and what what are you working on that's folk geared towards uh older people? I my podcast, my guests I bring on. Your podcast. Yeah, my gotcha. my guest my guest is uh yeah, old guy talk is kind of like evolving. Uh so my podcast is oldguytalkstome.com. And uh, we go, we cover a whole range of subjects. Um, I spend a lot of time in the anti-aging space. Uh, I talk about testosterone. We've got various experts that come on board about testosterone. Uh, talk about stem cells, uh, peptides, uh, exosomes. I talked about erectile dysfunction, uh, menopause, uh, vaginal de- deterioration and rejuvenation, uh, uh, sex, relationships. Porn addiction, 
just uh, we'll do a little politics here and there. Uh, so I've got, I've got a couple uh, friend of mine's a, a retired uh, police officer, and we talk about um, an organization called the Wounded Blue that helps out police officers that get injured on the job. Uh, and so sometimes we'll talk about virtual scotch tasting, uh, cigars, okay. talk about cigars, have a few interviews about cigars. And uh, yeah. so and just kind of anything to be, be of interest uh, to me. Like urinary incontinence, uh, you know, big issue for for both men and women, bigger than, than the people realize. I mean, they, they do have those Depends commercials on at prime time. <laughs> so they're selling a lot of them. Urinarian, that's where you can't where you can't pee. control your pee. Yeah, you can't control oh, okay. your pee, or you, you know, you can't empty your bladder, or, or it just dribbles or whatever, and things like that. So, so, uh, so, like I said, we'll just talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, I got yeah, got yeah. a guy coming on board to uh, talk about uh, heart disease and reversing the effects of heart disease, and well, you know, just lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Might be the same guy that we had on, actually. Uh, the, the the main thing that I was really curious about is I'm sort of uh, obsessed with uh, aging, even though I people would say I'm relatively young. I'd say, like, I don't know, everything's going by pretty quickly. And uh, I also do a lot of uh, reconfiguring of my life constantly or attempting to, and then always find myself back at the same places, right? Um, and something that has been interesting for me in this podcast is sort of getting the perspective of people from different ages, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, grandpa, but I feel like you've found some sort of, um, Zen in life, or I, I don't know if you've always had that, but, uh, I, I've noticed for my grandfather as he gets older, um, he's one of the ones that's more content, you know, he doesn't seem extremely regretful or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm curious if, if you would find that he is a, a man that's aged well and there's things to learn from. I mean, I got so many questions, but yeah, you, you can talk as much as you want or it's no problem at all. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, for me, um, I, I spent a lot of time in the anti-aging space and, yeah. and so consequently I've been in there, uh, for, uh, 25 years and it started when uh, I did not get married until I was, I was 40. And then mm-hmm. my wife had, uh, our first daughter, uh, when she was, when I was 45. And so, but then I, but I was kind of a fat slob. I mean, I'm a pretty big guy now, uh, but that's from, from lifting. Uh, but by then, but before that I was kind of just a fat guy. I was about 240 pounds, 5'11", uh, built like a bowl, like a beach ball. And, uh, I just realized that I had a choice to be, whether I was going to become a, a, a father or a grandfather in my kid's life. And so I chose the latter and I, I did some things early on that really propelled me in a whole, you know, completely different direction than I would have been had, had, uh, I, I not got into the anti-aging space. Mm. Yeah. I, I've just recently heard where they, they, they think that they may be able to uh, change the issue with the cell that uh, will stop the aging process. 
I mean, it's still experimental, but uh, just read something about that just a day or so ago. I was, I was, yeah, I was at a meeting uh, for the World Peptide Congress. This was this is a great thing about being a podcast. You can get press passes sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I'm, I'm supposed to get a press pass for for CES, which is really great. I don't know, you know, CES Computer Electronics Show. It's the biggest electronics show in the world, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, here in Las Vegas. But um, so they were t- they were literally talking about that. They were talking about uh, 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 Jeff Bezos uh, in, uh, invested a bunch of money in a company uh, in a laboratory in Japan that's that's actually working on this stuff, and uh, so there 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 is that possibility that uh, you could live forever. I I, I was at the dentist uh, two days ago, and I, I just mentioned to him, well, it would be nice if we could grow new teeth, and he said, well, they're working on it. Maybe within twenty years they'll be able to do that. Yeah. From stem, from stem cells. From stem cells, yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely that that definitely in the works and in, in, uh, in doing that. But uh, yeah, so you know, being in the anti aging space uh, has has been very very interesting. Uh, and probably at some points, what I was doing when I was forty five was probably very controversial. Now it's not so controversial, though it's still not accepted by mainstream medicine. You know, by a lot of people in mainstream medicine, but because uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I do for myself is uh, I take testosterone, and and, and that's is that is that safe? Um, they, they say that that's hard on your heart. Is that uh, that is uh, yeah. And, and so I'll, my disclaimer here is uh, I'm not a, a physician, so this is information only. Uh, you're responsible right. for your own shit. Uh, <laughs> work with an appropriate healthcare professional before before doing before uh, proceeding with any course of treatment. Uh, no, that's absolutely totally false. That's uh, there's two studies that that that's based on. Uh, one of them, that's those studies had had uh, women in the study, and there's a lot of flawed data, and there's been a lot of ref- refusion. There's a uh, also a consensus paper out of the Mayo Clinic about testosterone optimization that's that says it's safe. Uh, all that, a lot of that stuff is just, it was just garbage. And that's what, that was the argument that I used to have with my primary care physician about that. He goes like, oh, you're going to get heart disease, you're going to get cancer, your dick's going to fall off, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I said, I don't think so. I don't think so. And uh, so, you know, now I, I go to the gym, I lift heavy, I'm, I'm trying to train for a Spartan race. I got some uh, some other health issues. I can't quite figure out what's going on. We're working on that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, that, that's probably the biggest thing that's going on. And what men and women don't know is that there is a generational decline in testosterone levels in men over the last 30 years, maybe longer, maybe the last 50, 60, hundred years. Uh, and it's dropping precipitously. And the uh, some of the lab ranges just dropped again. The high, the, the quote unquote, the high normal uh, used to be 1100, and now it's 960. And they, they also dropped the, the low normal. So what used to be considered low testosterone uh, a year ago, now it's considered in the normal range. And if you were at the high level about where, what was the previous high, you'd be considered out of range. So these laboratory tests are not, it's the average of unhealthy people in a lot of cases. Well, would an endocrinologist prescribe uh, testosterone? They, they probably would not because they like to follow the lab ranges. 
Uh, see, doctors are, are, are in a bind because uh, from a, a medical legal standpoint, uh, they, they got to follow in there. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I mean, you'll find an endocrinologist here and there that will do it. But most of the time you're dealing with, with uh, anti-aging doctors. And, 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 and also, it doesn't the same thing apply to um, uh, growth hormone? Right. Yeah, the same, you know, the, or the same thing applies in a sense to, um, to uh, anti-pain drugs, morphine and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, because the medical profession is afraid to prescribe it, even though uh, people may be suffering pain. Yeah. Uh, because there's some people that abuse it, you know. Sure. It's like, uh, yeah. It seems like the medical profession is, is really uh, dealing with the politics of everything. Yeah. And most, most of your doctors are not set up for making you healthy. They're set up for dealing with disease. And so, you know, you go in there and you kind of like, okay, you know, and I have two, like I said, I have two sets. Of, I didn't say this, but I have two sets of doctors. I have a, my health doctors and I have my disease doctors. And they usually don't cross, and so so it's a it's an interesting phenomenon to to have those two, and to to, to see it. I mean, I, I once I went to go see a, a cardiologist about fifteen years ago, and <laughs> when I walked into the room, I knew he was not health oriented. <laughs> he was pudgy. <laughs> we we had it's very. Interesting because we had a, a heart surgeon. He does open heart surgeries on uh, what one or two weeks ago. Um, who specialized? He, he's releasing a book and all of that stuff on um, like having been in the medical field for so long, like ways to stay off of his operating table. He talked a lot mm-hmm. about diet, that kind of thing. Um, and that was something we talked about: is that a lot of doctors are not healthy you know but yeah. a lot a lot of americans are not healthy a lot of humans well you know? yeah and that's what it goes back to these the, those lab values are the average of people that take the lab tests so they're they're the average of unhealthy people and the the, the whole thing is that you know uh now a lot of medical practices are owned by private equity groups and so what happens is that these doctors are not working for themselves they're on a clock they have to produce they have goals the agendas and and so it's a, it's a it's an interesting phenomenon and uh i know i don't know i i've strongly discouraged people from going into uh medicine because if you talk to most uh, physicians now they hate it they hate it especially if they're in the in the uh uh disease well, doctor stage what what is your what is your findings with uh testosterone and longevity or overall health i mean well i don't know about long i I can't i I can't tell you about longevity i can just tell you about how i feel and i feel fantastic i feel fantastic i mean i but but, it i'm sorry brent barton no i'm sorry i I just want to say how are you able to to get a doctor to prescribe it because the medical profession well you have to find the anti-aging doctors there's plenty of them out there and I mean, there's also the, the T-mills that you hear the advertising for, which are not really good. Uh, I think that those are a lot of issues, but there, there's plenty of anti-aging doctors. I, that, and finding the, the doctor to do it is not, is not hard. Uh, and, and you have to have one that, that's knowledgeable. I've interviewed several that are really knowledgeable about that. But uh, Brandon, you're getting back to what this, for me, it is about energy, 
attitude, uh, keeping on muscle mass, and mostly just about a good view of life. And when I go off of it, I know that I'm off of it. And others around me know some off it. I was uh, mm. about two and a half years ago. I was in uh, in New Zealand with my youngest daughter, and I was on the on the phone with my wife. And she she likes about seven days into this. She goes like, "You're kind of negative. What's going on with you?" Uh, I'm like, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine, 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 fine. And then uh, a few days later, we got on the phone, and she like goes, she goes like, "Do you take your testosterone?" I go, "No, I didn't want to. You know, traveling into a foreign country, even though everything I do is with uh, is legal." So with prescription, I don't do anything illegal, uh, but I just didn't want to do that. And she said, wow, it was amazing. And so in the half-life of uh, testosterone cipronate is uh, uh, seven is basically eight to 10 days. So it's it, it just really, all of a sudden you just feel like. Ooh. So, so is, is that, is that given orally or by injection? By injection. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you're saying that you have to have a dose like every seven days or something. I, I, like I do my dose. I, I do what people would consider a weekly dose uh, twice a week just for myself. That, that way just kind of with, with, with the, the, the half-life and everything, that just keeps me from going up and down, up and down, up and down. Because now, that's not the same as anabolic steroids. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You were saying you lift weights, so I... Yeah, I lift, yeah, I lift, I lift just getting back after any any Anytime I, I joke... Just joke about steroids. My grandfather goes off because he had a friend Mitch who was a pretty heavy user, and it didn't end well. But yeah, no, that 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 stuff is weightlifting. Yeah, that stuff is is is, is not is not is not good for you, and uh, and, and, and you can't get, get that crazy. legally either. He was crazy when he took that stuff. He was yeah very uh, aggressive. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious, Oris, um Besides, sort of like. I, I know individually for you, uh, t- testosterone has been super helpful, but as a sort of blanket recommendation for people that are aging as someone who's an expert in like the anti-aging space, like what are your top uh, pieces of advice? I'm sure it's not just, you know, well, you, testosterone, right? Right. Well, you, just, you can't just take it. It's not, it's not going to, it's not going to put muscle mass on you just for like, by, 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 uh, by no, itself. No, but like but, living, yeah, living to, a better life I, I th- and aging. I think one well. is, uh, one is to, uh, take care, take care of yourself both mentally and physically. I have a morning ritual that I go through every morning that sets me up for my day, uh, involves, uh, uh, meditation involves journaling, uh, involves writing notes to my kids and my wife. Uh, so that's kind of a morning, a morning ritual. I think, you know, being active is important as you get older and to, to have a, a purpose. I was just, uh, reading something that, that, uh, men who retire, uh, at 55, die a good portion of them die before they hit 65 because they have no purpose and if they wait longer to retire they live longer so i think i think it's important for you to have purpose in your life a reason to get up every morning something to do and uh i think people that that play golf every day after they retire i think most of them are just pretty miserable and you see you see them declining really i would have thought the opposite but <laughs> outdoor and fresh air. I I don't know. I you know it's just they're they're just you know do the same thing every day, and it's just kind of like I don't know. There's no there's no there's no excitement. I think 
getting excitement. I think the thing that really screws people up is stress. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the thing that really causes a lot of health issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I think you're right. Stress stress is one thing because it drives all all the inflammation in your body, which is really the the biggest of the biggest cause of disease in people's so but uh yeah so how much uh do you bench press or, or uh, deadlift or squat or what do you do uh i do uh right now i'm doing dumbbells uh friday which is my birthday i'm going to get back to where i was two years ago because i had an injury that I, I kept on getting re-injured it took me a while to figure out how to heal it but i'll be back to 100 pound dumbbells Wow, that's a lot. That's heavy. Yeah, yeah. I, I do a lot of. I used to do a lot of push-ups, but I've had some shoulder issues, and I don't want to injure or irritate that shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of held back on it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So but that's a lot of weight for dumbbell. Yeah, it is. It it is. It's it's. Uh, do, do you do military presses or you don't? No, I I do I do I see I do a seated shoulder press. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I, if I don't, if I'm not sitting down, and it's it's just really too hard on my back. My uh, uh, closest boyhood friend was a power lifter, and he was not a very big guy, but he had great legs even when he was a kid before he ever started lifting. And he he squat he would squat 650 pounds. Wow, wow that's a whole, yeah, it was very strong. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even close. Well, plus, to you're lifting your upper part of your body too. Yeah, you're lifting everything from the knee, you know, from the knee up. Yeah, right now I'm so doing a like hex bar, but that's uh like two two twenty. So, so that's what that's what I'm doing there, a hex bar. What ha- what happened to uh, Sierra and uh, Brandon? Brandon? They're here in spirit. What is watching us? Sierra, I'm here. We miss you. I'm so good in all this. Well, I want to see your lovely face. What what you what's can't happening? This face today. You can't see this face today. Hey, I got to look at myself every together. day. You know, it's not come on. Together. Oh my god! No, I'm I'm back. I just I wanted to change the lighting because it's getting. Dark. He went out back to record this podcast well, you, you sound yeah, like a, a very did. interesting gentleman and um, it looks like he's yeah. it's interesting <laughs> that you're on because <laughs> yeah, I now it looks, it looks <laughs> way worse <laughs> go ahead i'm sorry i'll be right like, back you know, continue hotel okay <laughs> i didn't barton I, I didn't hear a thing you said because uh, brandon was talking over you oh no i was just saying that it's interesting that he has you on this this week because i just was with the dentist and i had a lot of uh, dental work done i had a, a crown put on a uh, implant that I've been waiting. I don't want to get into all the details for almost two years. And in a couple days after that, I lost on the other side of my mouth. I had like a double crown uh, mm-hmm. and they had to remove one side of that. So I went from not being able to use one side of my mouth to not being able to use the other <laughs> side of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, the important thing is keep track of your teeth. Right. So you can eat. Yeah. But, uh, so what made you uh, give up dentistry? I mean, it's a lucrative profession. It's not easy. I, but it's I, lucrative. I was done. I didn't like going to the office. I was, I was done. I also, uh, I was always a kind of a cutting edge person. Uh, even in, in dentistry, I was kind of at the forefront of stuff. And, 
the last several years, I wasn't interested in, in being that person anymore. And I have two cousins that are dentists, they're brothers, and one gave up, gee, probably when he was 35 or 40 years old, he, I'm going back 30 years ago or more, uh, He, I think he had back issues, mm-hmm. so he gave up dentistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just like you say, it was done, and things were, uh, the technology was uh, rapidly evolving, and I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to learn anymore. Mm. It was moving into a very much of a dig- digital realm, and I just like, I'm done, I'm done. So yeah, I remember when you went when I went to the dentist when I was a kid, they didn't have to wear gloves and oh yeah, you know, oh you had God. to have a, a tooth pulled that cost you twenty five dollars and and it was done in ten minutes and that was the end of it. <laughs> now it's a whole surgery and everything. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when I first started in dentistry. Nobody wore gloves. Nobody wore masks. But then that changed rapidly. So I happened to actually found one of the first cases of AIDS at USC when I was doing my residency there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was like 1985. How did that happen? uh, You know, it was was funny because because it wasn't talked about anywhere in the literature. Nobody even you know knew about it. Very few people knew about it. They kind of knew about it, but didn't really know about it and stuff. And I just happened to read an article in in, the, in a magazine about it. And sure enough, yeah, it, it had a few patients I've had that had AIDS. Um, one of them didn't believe me when I told him. Were that was there the first one that you found was that like a were there signs and symptoms or it was just yeah really it was just it, there was uh, there were some signs and symptoms and then he then he, he tested positive wow yeah and then the other one I never knew but it was just he he had all the signs and symptoms that were classic and and uh, so I was just kind of like and he like it's, it's it's interesting when you have to deliver bad news to people yeah. So yeah, I've had to do it so can't imagine times. that time. It's like a, a definite death sentence back then. You know? Yeah, it was. It was in the eighties. It was for sure. It was. I think you know Magic Johnson's the first one that really said, "I'm not going to let. I'm not let this going to let this kill me." And, yeah. And uh, but yeah. So it's it's a uh, yeah. In the old days, in the old days, and most of the time, I think for me, I think there were, I think it was a lot more prevalent for a long time, but no one knew what people were dying of. Because people were taking, oh, they died of throat cancer or this or that and blah blah blah, but mm-hmm. but they really died. Of, they really died of AIDS. The, the, so the, 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 the yeah. throat cancer was was a was an offshoot, was a symptom of the AIDS. I uh, worked uh, in a dinner theater for uh, when I was a lot younger, and they had uh, a number of uh, Haitian cooks in the kitchen, and they were getting sick and dying. And later on, they realized that they had AIDS. Sure, they were from Haiti, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we never knew. I never knew until years later what the issue was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a, it's, it was an interesting time. Nobody believed it, and uh, no one now no one really knew what to do. <laughs> so you you do a hundred a hundred pounds with dumbbells now. If you weren't taking testosterone, how much would you be able to do? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I probably. I mean, I'd be losing. I'd be losing a lot more muscle mass. And, uh, and then the, the, the other thing is that, uh, it's my attitude, you know, uh, lifting, lifting heavy is, is, is a lot attitude too. 
And sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting because I have so much, I've been lifting for so long now uh, that it's all goes, it's, it's all muscle memory. And uh, sometimes even when I don't believe I can, I just, my body just does it. I'm going like, holy crap. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be like that on Friday when I do the hundred pounds again. So, but, That's but yeah, nice. it's taken me a while to that. get back from a, from a bicep tendon tear. Mm-hmm. And that I got in yoga. Yoga is really good. Yoga, Healthy. yoga, yoga, yoga is a four letter word. I tore, I tore my bicep tendon in yoga. Oh, in yeah. yoga. In yoga, yeah. Oh, how'd <laughs> like, that happen? Uh, doing a stretch or a reach over or whatever. And wow. Next thing I know, like it hurt like a motherfucker. Oris, do you do any uh, cardiovascular? Yeah, I run. I, I lift weights three days a week, and I run three three days a week or four days a week. I, I take one day off completely. It's usually Sunday, where I just don't do. You're anything. not a little guy. I would think it would be. Fairly hard to run, no? Yeah. Oh no. I mean, it's a challenge. I don't. I, you know, some people might call it a trot rather than a run. <laughs> uh, but but uh, no, it, it it is. It is. And actually, I'm trying to shrink down. Uh, I'd like to lose about 20 pounds because I'm, I'm planning on doing a Spartan race in February. But it's really hard. I'm finding it really hard to get the weight off at this point in my life. So I have to go work with some of my physicians and tell them to give me shit. Uh-huh. So I can lose some weight. Do you think you'll be lifting forever, or as long as I can? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why. I don't see why not. I just yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I used to. We, I used to have a group. That, now we moved to Las Vegas. I'm, I'm by myself, but I used to have a group of guys that I lifted with, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, mm-hmm. so it was a. It was also a. A, uh, a unique group of people, so it was it was, it was fun. Was, uh, so you don't have any problem lifting all your winnings at the uh, casinos. <laughs> you know, we don't go to casinos. I mean, we don't gamble you here. That. Uh, yeah. We, my wife and I, made this rule for ourselves that uh, as long as we're in uh, Las Vegas, uh, we don't go to casinos. It's just too easy to get addicted. Yeah, and so we don't we don't go to casinos and gamble. Uh, you know, wait, I haven't gambled in God, three or four years. Yeah. I like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I like to, but it's not, it's not like a big thing for me. Were you going to say finest? No, cause he, he hasn't been in Las Vegas that long. Like three or four years. He's been there for like three or four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where were you at before then again? Phoenix. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So it was, it was all all good, been all good. So and I'm just uh, like I said, just uh, in, enjoying it and, and enjoying life, and uh, you know, doing doing things and being active. Yeah, I mean, like I'm in. How is this? Go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Brandon. No, no, no. You please. No, how how is the the situation in Vegas right now with water? Yeah, you know, they're having problems in a lot of the western states. It's not really bad. Uh, they do a lot of water cons- conservation things here. Like they're, they're trying to discourage people from putting in lawns. Uh, they're, they're getting businesses to eliminate lawns in their front yard. And they, you know, basically in non-used areas. So, so there, there's there's a big attempt. But um, they've uh, they get water from Lake Mead, which is still okay, even though it's down, because uh, they just uh, uh, put in another uh, water flow outlet. 
or an inlet, whatever, to get water out out of uh, uh, out of Lake Mead that's much deeper. And so I I don't see, you know see it. Um, you know, it, it's 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 an interesting phenomenon here. But the uh, a lot of the have you been have you been affected by all these fires that have been going on? The in air is bad here. The air blows down from uh, from Lake Tahoe area, and it's it's actually cleaned up now since the, I think they got the fires under control here. But uh, but it it was bad. It, there's there were days it was really smoky. You could actually smell the smoke in the air. That was a beautiful place, Calneva. Yeah. Did it burn down? Well, uh, well, LeBron, uh, basically, Rena or Lake Tahoe is right there. You know, well, the yeah, but we were we were in Lake Tahoe two weeks ago, and uh, like yeah. uh, we were at uh, uh, South Lake Tahoe, and that was fine. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure whether it, it actually got into the town of of Lake Tahoe or not. I know the area around it was. Was was it was pretty bad, but it was actually pretty clear. We were there about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to get worse? What the the weather or the the uh, mm-hmm. the fires? Yeah, both. Well, I think the fires are going to get worse, but that's that. I think that's as much uh, that's because of uh, poor management. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. clear brush, you can't do this, you can't do that, especially in California. And so it, it's it's a management issue. It's like, it's you know most places that that. Uh, now there are, you know, obviously they have fires in other places, but there, uh, that and the fact that the, the uh, I'm not sure what the situation is with the power company, but it's just it, it, it's made it almost impossible for them to replace their equipment, and uh, mm-hmm. so that that stuff's causing causing a lot of fires. So, so it's a, I would never go to California now. I just can't imagine living there. Yeah. It's very, very expensive. In, Probably like I keep interrupting you, Brandon. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's like I love it. I love you talking of a storm graph. Um, well, no, my my question before actually that I was going to ask is, uh, I'm actually dealing with a, a back injury right now, uh, and I always think it's because I don't stretch enough. You know, like I don't sure. really do much yoga or anything like that, and I'm sure my form's not great, but like I'm I'm 26. And, uh, in like the last year or two, I just like keep getting hurt, uh, lifting or exercising, you know, and, uh, 60, 69, that's pretty, <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good to, to keep it up and not get very injured. I, yeah. I'm very curious what you do. You know, I, I, I think, uh, I, I don't remember who said it here. Uh, form is so important. Um, I, I worked out for about maybe, I think like. 12 years or maybe somewhere in that range with a guy who used to be, um, Mr. Hawaii. Wow. And, and, uh, and this was, he was, he was Mr. Hawaii before everyone got into really heavily into, into steroids and stuff like that. Uh, but, and his father owned a gym. So he grew up in a gym. So when we worked out, we were always working on form, you know, on basically on, on how, how you're doing it, lifting it, getting proper techniques and all that stuff. Uh, so I, th- I think that, you know, if you're having, you know, sometimes you got to give it a break too to get it really healed up, sure. uh, a I good mean, break, but, uh, when you're, when you're in your late sixties, I imagine a bicep tear is, I, you don't a hundred percent come back from that. Right. You always got a little something. I, you know, I, th- I feel a little twinge every once in a while, but it's getting less and less. And, uh, so there's, there's certain things that I, that I use that are, uh, 
that are uh, uh, thank you. Uh, so it's it's that time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, my wife by always just poured me a glass of wine. Um, so uh, and uh, and so uh, yeah, I, I think form is 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 the biggest thing. I think it really is. Form is the biggest thing. And and don't when you say your back hurts, what does that mean? Oh, I think uh, they say it's not a herniated disc. It's but it's probably a tear in the hernia or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, but it takes forever to get an MRI, so I'm still waiting. Oh, okay. Know? Well, I will tell you that there are uh, from a and again, this is information only. Consult with an appropriate healthcare professional. Um, and Brian, I can I can send you the uh, the uh, the place. There's a place. Uh, there's a uh, I just two weeks ago I was at a thing called the World Peptide Conference. And they have lots of interventional peptides. That what, what is what is peptide? Okay, a peptide is uh, fifty amino acids or less, and they're peptides that are in your body to do all sorts of healing and all sorts of functions. And so there are all sorts of different kinds of peptides to help you heal up. And uh, I'll send you the link. It's called the Seeds uh, Scientific Research and Practice, or something like that. Uh, like the like Seeds S E E D S. And uh, if you contact them, they can refer you to a doctor who is trained uh, in peptides in your area. Mm. And so, and then the thing is, trained is the opposite is is, is the word because there, there's lots of different peptides you can, and there's a there's lots of different protocols that exist. And if you get yourself in the wrong hands, uh, then then uh, or if you get bad peptides, uh, and and the, and these guys these guys and girls are really particular about who their vendors are and where they get their peptides and everything else. This is this is an in, injection that is uh, sometimes depe- it depends feeling? on the peptide. Some of them are injections. Usually, if they're injections, are usually with like, like a little uh, uh, insulin needle. One of those real yeah. small ones, and it, but, and it, and but, it promotes healing. Yeah, there's different kinds of peptides that promote different kinds of healing in, in different kinds of areas, uh, and they treat anywhere from uh, that. There are also some for uh, that they they that they use with uh, various other things. Uh, so there's a whole array of, of stuff. It was actually kind of a big, uh, mind blowing experience going to that. And and you do you do a lot of this stuff? Like it sounds. I've done some. Pe- cells, I've, I've right? had some peptides to help me with my bicep tendon tear. What about stem cell? Uh, I've had a little bit. They're really expensive. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're really expensive. But you know, they're you know, if you can find a good quality place, uh, again, uh, there's just some new laws just came down regarding those. I'm not sure exactly what the deal is on that, but mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, again, uh, you got to be careful. I did an interview with uh, her name is Joy Kong. Uh, she has a laboratory that produces stem cells, and she actually uses them in her practice. And we went really into into the the, uh, the details on uh, what uh, how they're processed and what makes good stem cells and what makes bad stem cells and some of the things like you, there there's uh, there's things about not there's not a process and I can't remember exactly but it's about process about not treating the stem cells and you'll see people that will like say oh well you know I buy, I have like ten thousand stem cells and but if those stem cells have been treated in in a way. They're less effective than maybe somebody has a thousand stem cells. 
so, so that's an, in, an interesting phenomenon. And uh, also how they harvest them is, is real important too, because uh, they these are, are are harvested in a very particular way so they don't get contaminated. I'm guessing it's not covered through a uh, anthem insurance. <laughs> uh, Neither is your yeah. testosterone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are all those, yeah. the, the good doctor. The good doctors are all cash pay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, know, go out there and make more money. <laughs> you want to? about wanna... interferon? Uh, I don't know very much about interferon. I know that the, that was used for AIDS a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, I have this uh, this crime. My grandpa knows about it, but I messed up my jaw real bad when I was in uh, high school, um, and it's sort of just like this chronic thing. Uh, it's it's just TMJD. I had like arthroscopy on it and stuff, but it's uh, degenerative. So as time goes on, you know, like the the pain sort of gets worse and worse. And there's there's not the science behind it's pretty terrible. Like there's not a lot of research on sort of getting that joint and they i had a doctor that wanted to replace it and i was like i'm in my early 20s what are you, it's ridiculous you know yeah so. i've not heard good things about tmj surgeries uh but that's been quite a while since i, I looked at it but i've not heard things again right. the uh the mm-hmm. guy who runs the c uh, uh bill seeds uh, again i'll make a plug for my podcast I, i've interviewed him mm-hmm. several times uh but he's an orthopedic surgeon by training and mm-hmm. he said that uh he's doing fewer procedures now fewer surgeries uh, because of uh, the, all these other regenerative materials that you can basically just inject in or place in, and he's it's a very and I've talked to another there's another orthopedic surgeon I interviewed and she said the same thing. Uh, so there is it's a very interesting phenomenon. Well, as as a dentist, have you studied this personally, TMJ? Uh, Not in great length because that was oh, kind okay. of out of my fo- focus, and I did not really want to deal with TMJ patients. Because yeah. they're they're in chronic pain, and most of them never really get better, and some of them become crazy with the pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, I I have that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would actually uh, find a peptide doctor in your area and talk to them about that because there are things that they can do to alleviate. Uh, I think maybe the, the, you know, talk to them about about possibly alleviating some of some of the uh, degeneration. Again, uh, I'm not that familiar with the particulars in and out of various. Uh, sure. peptides. I know, I know just a few that I've used that have been helpful to me. Sweet. Um, our, our time is limited and not to get us off track, but uh, I, I was just curious what, what started you on the uh, anti-aging journey? Like a lot of people, twenties, uh, thirties don't really think about it probably as much as fifties, sixties, right? Yeah. Well, just because I, part of it was because I was, I was, I was fat and we <laughs> had our kid. Uh, my wife had our first daughter. And there was the whole thing about, you know, am I going to be a, uh, a grandpa or, or a dad with my kids? And also I had some friends that were uh, – actually they were quite a bit younger than me that were, uh, that were in, into testosterone. And that's how, that's how I got into it. Gotcha. Yeah. Finest, Sierra, how are you guys doing? You said addicted to test- testosterone? I'm sorry, what? What you say? They, they got me introduced. Rest? Introduced. Introduced, not addicted. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, you don't uh, break out if you don't 
get your testosterone. You don't get it go. You don't have any DTs, but you certainly notice when you get off of it. I've had several friends that you know been on it, been off it, and then get back on there, going like, I, I don't, care. you know, I do. If it's completely different than anabolic steroids taking tea, right? Like, mm-hmm. what? Why is what's the controversy? Well, because there's lots. There have been lots of bad studies out there, and so uh, you know, so something has to do with. Uh, <clears throat> prostate cancer, uh, heart disease, all sorts of other things, and 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 actually, there is protective against those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, there, I would, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, you know, if you go on the internet, you can find a, a consensus paper from the Mayo Clinic. I mean, that's that's gotcha. that's about as good as it gets, and yeah. that that kind of refutes all those things. Uh, Finest here. You guys got any questions? Anything? I'm just, I'm just soaking it all in. I didn't know it. Like, I didn't know any of this about like testosterone. So, like, it, it is really interesting for. Yeah. Well, the the, the generational decline in testosterone is very. It's, uh, you know, it's it, in some males. It's actually much very evident that they don't develop as as much as soon as being a male. Right. Uh, well, and, and, what 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 is a generational decline? I mean, do they know a cause, or this is just well, some weird the big phenomenon? the big thing is is that people are looking. At, uh, there's a catch-all term called endocrine disrupting compounds. Plastics, and plastics, uh, GMOs, fertilizers, right. all all that stuff that's that's in the environment. And so, one of the things is that uh, two two little trivia facts. Uh, that you may want to know, you can talk about this at a party. Is is that the uh, that the space between the anus and the genitals in a man is decreasing? All right, <laughs> I'm definitely throwing you, that you, one. You out. must be fun at parties. I'm And 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 so what's happening is that uh, in utero, yeah, males their testicles aren't dropping at the time they're supposed to. Mm. And so, so what happens is that they don't develop properly and they're not producing as much testosterone as they should be. The other gotcha. thing they're not producing as much of is semen. And so so boys, young men, aren't developing uh, at the same rate and, or some are actually not developing completely because they don't have enough testosterone. I, I, and so a, a, a friend that I interviewed on testosterone, he is a, a a clinic, and they they runs it. Uh, uh, Keith Nichols, and he made an interesting comment uh, the other day. I had him on a, on a call. Uh, he is finding that men in their twenties and thirties are showing up with lower baseline levels of testosterone than the men in their fifties and sixties in this clinic. So, which is mind blowing. So what would you say, okay, so, you know, we have an obesity epidemic or whatever, and now everybody, you know, Nickelodeon is like, get out and play an hour a day, kids, and we're trying to figure out, you know, the heart healthy bread and all that. Like, there's actions being taken, no matter how valuable you think those actions may be, you know? So, like, at what point do we take action as far as, like these low testosterone levels, you know, generationally. Well, I, yeah. I think for, for, for young men, uh, that they need to, to, to probably should get their testosterone checked early. Um, 
and I've I've spoken to several, to me, young men, punks, in their uh, early thirties, late twenties, and this one particular one was was a fireman, and he was talking to me about his low testosterone. He said, "You have no idea how many guys on the on the fire department are on testosterone." Mm-hmm. He said, "He said because he says he says he says, he says I when I got on it." He said. He said. Actually, he said he was such an asshole that his marriage wasn't was in jeopardy, and he got on it, <laughs> changed his whole attitude, everything about about how he was. But this whole thing about uh, uh, generational decline is huge. And uh, there's a book by uh, Shanna Swan uh, called um, Oh hell, what the name of that book? Uh, Countdown. Uh, she talks a lot about these these things. Talks, she actually talks a lot about sperm and Sperm levels have dropped by fifty percent in the last thirty years. Five zero. Five zero. Yes, and there's a study out of Israel, Hebrew University, and she was. It was. A, it's a big study. There's like five or six um, big, big time authors. Uh, she herself is, is is a named author in the study. Uh, she's a uh, uh, epidemiologist uh, out of uh, uh, NYU. Uh, so it's not, I'm saying it's not, it's, these are not like tinfoil people, uh, tinfoil hat people. And mm-hmm. so she, they, they were looked at this data and they said the slope of that downward trajectory, if it does not abate and it doesn't seem to be abating, most men in the industrial world will be infertile by 2050. And, but um, the, I mean, the solution of, of giving a firefighter testosterone to, to boost his levels is, it seems like a Band-Aid on a problem, right? Like, what is... Well, that, you know, well, I don't know. I, you know, one, I think it's important to keep muscle mass on if you're a firefighter. If you, if you got, if you, if your attitude is bad, because that's what I noticed in, in me, my attitude was bad when I, when I get off testosterone, uh, yeah. all those things. So it's, so it's not, that's, that right now is, is probably the, the best thing that we have because there's no way to increase your endogenous your that the the the, the uh, testosterone that your body produces well that's not true there is but it doesn't do it to any significant way but um the the this it sounds like a crisis right like an infertility crisis what what it's, is it's, her it's, proposed it's solution what, well i mean what's the i haven't gotten that far in the book uh but uh the the, the thing is the, the interesting thing is is that a lot of these sperm clinics that that looking for donors they're having they're having hard hard times finding donors that have enough number of sperm in the volume that they're looking for, which is a, which is a real interesting phenomenon. And the other thing is that the, it's the exact opposite effect in women, is that uh, so men aren't developing as much in, in terms of like quote unquote the the manliness scale. And I know this is going to be all controversial, uh, but women are starting to develop younger. And they're starting to menstruate younger, and they're starting developing secondary female characteristics younger. But their eggs are not as fertile, too, according to uh, to Sean Swan. Uh, and that, that's because of testosterone levels in females at a young age. Or? No, 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 no. That's just the, the, their, their whole your endocrine system is being challenged by these endocrine disrupting compounds, so it's having a negative effect on on you. Yeah. Wow. In terms of, of overpopulation of the world, is that a good thing? I don't know if I believe if, – if you live out west, you don't believe in overpopulation of the world, you see? Yeah, I think not. Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't know where you guys are, uh, but here, here there's like vast spaces. Uh, if you drive, you can drive from Las Vegas to Reno, uh, which will be about an eight or nine hour drive. And uh, Reno will be the first appreciably large city. Most of it is just empty space. So, what about the nutrients in the soil and that are being depleted? And oh yeah, that's a that's a whole again that's a whole another that's a whole another issue. There's a um, again my, I'm gonna plug my podcast, uh, Hidden Hunger, where, where I uh, interviewed a, a, a scientist uh, who deals with that and, and and a lot of different things. And he's actually working on on uh, creating soil to grow stuff on Mars. He's he's a a, a NASA consultant. Hmm. Finest, what what are your thoughts on everything? Um, wrote some jokes. That was funny. <laughs> um, I, I guess I got opinions. You know, I, I got things I can say. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, the taint, right? That's what you're talking about. The the the, the from the from the ass to the to the balls. Yes, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. My taint's getting smaller. Well, not yours. I don't know. <laughs> But but uh, they, they are in, in, as as being measured. They, they are getting, it's getting smaller. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, and I, you know, my ball the, the ball is getting smaller. I was like, no, better for my back pain. So that's great uh, for the future of the kids to be able to carry those woes. Um, I uh, I do have a question though. This is my I think one of the things I have an issue with testosterone. Testosterone is I don't know all about the the cancers and all the other stuff that you get with it. But I know there's, you were saying something about attitude. I do know there's a correlation between like testosterone and huge levels and like anger. Um, and I, I think, um, yeah, I wonder, yeah, go ahead. I, I know. I, I, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now I, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't show up sometimes, uh, but a lot of times that levels off. And also it depends on how, uh, how you take your testosterone. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an art to, yeah. to, give a man testosterone it's not like one thing works forever i you know i have some people that, that really like uh creams uh when i took creams my wife said i don't know what you're doing but you're an asshole stop it uh <laughs> and so i did and i went back and it was it was fine so the the, the that's that's kind of one of the myths about about but testosterone is that it makes you it makes you, it it does make you uh not angry but it does make you more decisive mm-hmm it does make you more assertive, so you you can people might might view that as anger, but I don't think it's, there's any wrong with being decisive. I think there's a, there's a big problem with being wishy washy. Yeah, I believe that. Um, this is another joke that adds to another joke of like, well, since I don't have any sperm, that makes my decisive decision of uh, of the future for my kids uh, just not to have none, which is great. I don't know. <laughs> is it great? I mean, maybe it's great for you. I I I guess I thought having kids was a great thing. I was having a hard time making decisive decisions, so now it's just one, it's one one on the check mark for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, no, if, I, I I was guess making a joke about like carbon, you know, like uh, just like what Grandpa was saying, overpopulation and and you know, and I I don't know, I don't know. Don't if know if you're dating or you're on a job interview, should you uh, now give that as a an so additional information, size. your testosterone yeah, level. My taint is so long, man. Listen, this is the guy you want in the office. 
<laughs> Let me see. You want to see a picture? Of I got a, I got a measuring. I got. I always bring my taint tape, my measuring tape. <laughs> Peep this, bro, right now. Wait, uh, who who measured all these uh, taints? I actually did listen to this. I actually heard something about this. It's not even. It's not. Even, I'm joking, but it's also this is a real thing too. No, it's yeah, I know, but who, who the guy who brought the measuring someone... tape to his in, to his job interview? He got the job, and they said, "Hey." Johnson, you measure taints like no one I've ever seen. That's like that's a great name for the guy, Johnson. Johnson. Get these taints <laughs> measured. <laughs> Grandpa's like, I'm getting out. I'm of sure here. that that was by act. That was totally by accident, Sierra, huh? Grandpa's <laughs> like, I'm out. I don't. <laughs> Grandpa's going to the bathroom. <laughs> it's, it, it's sad. It's sad. It's, 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 it's sad. Yeah, look. Linda, I need a mirror. Uh, yeah. Um, I no, I, do you do you know Orist who like how how they uh, did these measurements and how uh, well, I, all I think these they studies? Do, I think they do it like in hospitals when kids are born, things like that. I mean, there's, got you. There's, there's, you know, you'd be surprised what people measure. It's 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 absolutely yeah. amazing, and nah. you know because well part of it also is is that in order to, to survive in the academic world you have to publish, and you need data sure. you have to need data to publish so so they measure all they measure a lot of stuff and this this review paper that uh, uh, that they did was was real interesting because they looked they they well it was it was a review of fifteen hundred studies. This is so. I'm so sorry. I got these all these these jokes. I'm gonna get out. But is this the doctor that I gotta pay with cash just to measure my taint, or this is the insurance one that I measure it? Oh, the one the one you gotta pay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta pay. <laughs> I'm like, I only have insurance. Please, doc. <laughs> sorry. No. Um. Well, I just it's so bleak, man. Like, uh, we we've had on a lot of people that talk about you know the the year 2050 and the next. I guess I don't know thirty, thirty, forty years, but um, uh, yeah, I, I guess cleaning up the environment and getting rid of a lot of the plastics would probably help. But I, I don't know about you, Oris. I don't really see that happening. No, uh, well, well, the the yeah. only the only uh, well, actually, they have to go. Good thing. It's it's very interesting. What's coming down the road uh, is that uh, there is there are where the plastics are. There's actually what's coming in to will challenge the, the plastic space uh, is the industrial use of hemp. Yeah, yeah, uh, hemp should have been legal. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm talking about not. I'm not talking about THC and all that stuff. I'm talking about. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about that one. That's yeah, I'm talking one. about the <laughs> industrial use of hemp, yeah. which will which uh, processed will replace uh, a lot of uh, uh, um, a, a lot of plastic products. Yeah, it's it's well, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I I didn't know about it until I, I have a friend of mine who's involved in in that business, and some of the things that they're talking about manufacturing <coughs> was were pretty interesting. And a lot, does and a lot, does and a lot. he feel hopeful like that? Oh yeah, uh, he just he just needs some he just needs some money to continue financing his company. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you know anyone that's got three hundred million, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a big project. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but they they uh, it, it's it's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon. What 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 do you think uh, the U.S. and the world's going to be like in 2050? God, I don't know. I don't know. You know that black. Mirror? I think the next few years are very important. You know that Black Mirror episode where you just like 
ride a bike all day and then you go yeah where you're your off time when you're not riding the bike to produce energy you're like you watch you have ads to watch stuff. ads you can't they they're literally in your eyelids and they'll know if you look away yeah. from the ad i'm already living that life here that's what we're gonna <laughs> do in 2050 yeah hopefully not hopefully not well uh, well is the is the infertile that's what you said 2050 right is the uh, the downward slope it's that's that's what they're saying the majority of men in the, in the world will be infertile what was she proposing that as a fact or saying like if we don't change things well i I think if we don't change things that's that's true but i I, you know it's the 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 this trajectory is pretty is set to a large extent now what what you what you can do to affect you know uh people now i'm not sure but like i said i haven't got i haven't gotten that part of the book got you got you wow you could, uh, it seems like they're going to start farming males then. <laughs> well, private equity groups are investing in sperm banks. Oh, yeah. We're going to have like breeding houses, breeding places. Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks that that's the answer is to have, um, you know, petri, petri dish uh, babies. Sorry to be so much a bummer. I mean, you want no, you, no, you want, <laughs> not at all. Man. You want you want you want to talk about anything else? That's a little more uplifting. Yeah, man, I uh, living the best life is the sort of what I'm most. In. What 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 advice would you give on a very super positive note? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all all of us here, uh, Oris, are in our twenties. Uh, well, Bart's right. not. If Bart's in his twenties, the miles have been rough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Grandpa just has that. bad bad lighting, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he moisturize. Bad, bad lighting, <laughs> bad hair. <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. Te- what a- bad teeth. <laughs> Grandpa's hair singular is doing great. Um, uh, that's another thing I want to. We'll touch on balding in a second, but uh, um. What, yeah, what advice would you have for us in our 20s to sort of uh, live a fruitful life as uh, someone who has deeply studied anti-aging uh, uh, to, to, I don't know, have a great 40-something years uh, forward until we get to your age? I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Okay. All right. I think very carefully... Uh, pick your life partner. Yeah. I'm in full agreement about that. I, that's the most important decision you will ever make in your life. Absolutely. Hopefully, you only make it once. <laughs> but uh, that is probably uh, that is probably the most important decision you can make. Why? Because the when you have the right life partner, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. I'm talking, and it's never, it's not perfect, it's not all that, but the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And you are there to support each other. To uh, sometimes you're the primary person, sometimes. They're the primary person, uh, but picking your picking your life partner, I think, is, is the most important thing you can do. Because it sounds like you have a happy relationship. Oh, I've got a great one. I'm, you know, we're going uh, 
uh, 29 years in November. Uh, you know, we, we, like I said, you know, we've had our ups and downs. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, it was, it was the best decision I ever made. I'm not sure my wife got such a great deal with me, but it was the best decision I made. <laughs> she, she, um, she argues that. <laughs> I, I would, I would pose two questions or challenges to that is, uh, one, um, I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, I'm fucking trying, you know, because uh, it's it's a lot easier said than done to find a, a you know a soulmate or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'd say being in a healthy relationship is a whole different set of uh, just 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 a lot, you know. You have to be good within yourself, and you have to be kind, and you have to figure all of your shit out before you can sort of. Uh, attach that to somebody else, no? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, the most important relationship you have is with yourself. If you have a crappy, if you have, if you have bad conversation with yourself, then uh, you know you need to stop that. Actually, actually, I talk about that in my program. Uh, and so, if you have crappy relationship with yourself you're going to have a crappy relationship with everyone around you because it's impossible because you start from shit and you're going to end up in shit. Um, so that, that's the one thing. Two is that even at this point in my life, I don't have all my shit taken care of. So if you're waiting until you get all your shit taken care of, you are born imperfect and you're going to die imperfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you just, you just need to get a, a functionality and two is that you, you find someone that you, you can grow with because you're, you're going to change. You're going to change. Now, I'm a definite believer that people should probably get married a little bit, you know, maybe not in their early 20s, maybe in their late 20s, or even in their early 30s because you're, you're, the, the change that occurs from 18 to 25 is huge. Mm. Okay. The change that occurs from 25 to 30 is a lot less. And the change that occurs from thirty to forty is a lot less in terms of who you are in the world, what you what your what that person is, what your personality is, and so consequently, I would say that you know you know one perfection doesn't exist, and two you gotta f- find someone that you can grow with. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa didn't meet his soulmate till he was in his uh, early seventies. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying, though. Or it's, it's hard out here. Oh, it's not hard. Don't be, don't be playing the victim mode. You can't can't play that not card. Man. You know, it's hard out here. Oh, it's always me. Uh, no, I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I got married when I was forty, and so I was, uh, in many ways, very very ready to get married. Uh, but you know. I was very imperfect. I was like uh, Barton said, uh, I was very immature. Holy crap. Was I even, I was immature, very immature in my thirties. Uh, and then, you know, it just, uh, eventually I got, I got mature. <laughs> so, uh, so that, that, that's what happened. Well, I am too. Yeah. I am too. I mean, I'm not, I, like I said, I, I still, I got a lot of imperfections to work on and some of the imperfections I've just, I'm not even going to worry about. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just, that's who I am. And, uh, and, and there are times that, you know, if you go oh, lead by example, lead by example. And, you know, there are times that I do tell my kids, you know, like, uh, dad's got a bad habit. Uh, don't do that. 
<laughs> you know, don't uh, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> and on most of those things, most of them are uh, my, my kid. My kids are, are smart enough to say, "Okay, I understand that." And uh, so, so that's worked out well. Mm. So I never tried to be perfect to my kids. I remember they, they, I had some friends once that um, they were all their kids found out they smoked cigars. And the kids were all like in a panic that they were going to die and this and that. And I'm like, my kids have known I don't smoke cigars forever. <laughs> As he coughs. It's a COVID, yeah, it's a COVID right. cough. <laughs> oh, boy. So, oh. so, Grandpa got disconnected. I think he's just going to refresh. Got you. Okay. okay. What, what would you say to someone uh, who never wants to get married? Or... Well, I don't know. <laughs> or some, I, someone who doesn't want a life partner, if that's the most important value to you. I, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not here to convince anyone to do anything. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, the, the quality of your life is not going to affect the quality of my life. And mm-hmm. so, so, you know, you're, uh, the reality is, but I'll, but I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, life is a lot more pleasant if you have someone, uh, that, that's your life partner. And, you know, I, I see people that are alone, uh, and they, they're busy scrambling to make their lives more full. And then, of course there's exceptions to this rule. Obviously there's going to be exceptions, but, um, uh, there's people that just kind of wish they had someone in their life. So I think we are designed after millennia of millennia to be in a, in a committed relationship. That's kind of how human beings are designed. I don't know. Did you ever, ever read uh, Jordan Peterson? No. Uh, Have you? The white nationalist guy? Not a white nationalist. <laughs> He's he's a he's a conservative commentator. He's not a white nationalist. That's the last thing he is. Yeah. No, 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 no. Jordan Peterson's not a white nationalist. I've 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 read too much of his stuff to to know that that's not what he is, and heard too many of his things. Now 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 people try to label people as such. I'm sure I would I would be labeled as as as, as bad things. But uh, Jordan Peterson, his book uh, Twelve Rules of Life is a very interesting book. And I would highly recommend it. Sierra, I'd highly recommend it to you um, because it, it really talks about a lot of things about the, the human condition and about taking re- about uh, his big thing is, is about personal responsibility for your life. I believe that. Yeah. He's, he's really big on that, that you're, you're responsible for yourself. He also has an interesting comment uh, in, in terms of you talk, we talked about the conversations that you had. You know, mm-hmm. treat yourself like someone you care for. Because he talks about how people don't really care for themselves in a way, in a way that they should. Well, I have a, uh, a philosophy, Oris, that we're basically puppets of the mind, of, of the creator's mind. And uh, uh, it looks, they're, they're, of course, we have the illusion of, of control, but really... In a sense, uh, the mind is controlling everything, the, the entire illusion of, of reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think it's true. I, I think you do have control. There again, I, I don't, I, 
if I didn't think I had control, then I'd be falling myself into into a victim mentality, and that's not that's not who I am. Yeah, but that's not what I it did. is. That that's yeah. not what it is. It 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 it's just like understanding that uh, that you're not really here. The mind is controlling you doesn't mean that you have a victim mentality. It just means that that uh, that you have awareness of, of 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 what the reality is. What world are we? Yeah, are you a spiritual? It's not the same. Forest? Do you have a yeah. religion or a faith or spirituality? Oh, I mean, I'm Catholic by label, uh, not particularly good practicing Catholic, uh, but I do try to live my life well in terms of how I treat other people, uh, my yeah. level, my integrity, and uh, the, the, those type of things. I'm, you know, I. I wish I was a little bit more involved in the uh, in the religious space, but I'm not. Probably to my detriment. What I'm suggesting, Arst, is is not that you don't have uh, that you don't appear to have any more control, or that you don't make decisions for yourself. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm suggesting that you don't that you don't have the awareness of where. Your thinking is coming from where your where the mind is uh, controlling. Yeah. You don't you're not aware of that of that understanding, uh, that wisdom. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's an interesting study where where they're looking at brainwave patterns uh, in terms of, of what somebody decides to push a switch, and people make an emotional decision way before they cognitively realize they made that decision. You know, and and you know, you, we think of everything as being controlled by the by the brain, but you know, there's there's evidence if you look at somebody, let's say that's a concert pianist when they're three years old, or they have mm-hmm. abilities that the average person doesn't have. Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Could be their DNA, or who knows? Exactly, who knows? Uh, hmm. Interesting. Um. Yeah, a lot of cool things. Yeah. Positive mindsets. Not having a victim mentality. It's great. Great mantras. <laughs> um. Trying to think. What? I think I got. Well, I, I get what both of you guys are saying. I mean, I don't think I have much control of my life, but because you know whatever. But letting go of that is a, a form of control itself. So it's a positive outlook that I'm like, all right, I don't, I'm just going. You know, I, I I only have control over. You know, well, I get both of you guys. Like one is like, hey, I only got control over myself, so. I'm going to have a good time. And then it's, you know, that's kind of both, right? Of your answers. And you don't really, because of a grandpa. No, you know, I'm sorry. I don't have control of myself at all. I don't have control over myself. So I'm just like, I'm just going to enjoy the ride. He's on the other hand saying, you probably got a little bit more control of yourself than you, than you say. And enjoying the ride is a little bit, a little bit lazy of someone to think that, to, to sit, to think of, right? Is that what is that what's no, going life on is here? basically the same. You 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 have the illusion of control. You have the illusion of making your own decisions, you know. But also with the understanding that the mind is there's only one mind and that mind is controlling everything. 
that mind is controlling all of what reality is. Of, of I mean, your awareness, well, basically, your consciousness. So, Brandon, you're, <laughs> you're warm now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was freezing before. Yeah. So, what I, what I would say is that you said something about having a good time and being in control. Uh, and you, you, you seem to think that those two are can't exist together, and they can't. You talk- you talking to Grandpa or me? I'm talking to you, because that's one you're the one who said that. You're, you, well, I'm just you know I'm I'm, I'm giving up control and uh, I'm going to uh, have a have a good time, but you can have a good time and be in be in control. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. Like uh, what a, a, a sober drinking night, like or like hey, it's great. I'm having a I'm in control right now. Uh, but no, uh. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I get what all three, all of us are saying. I, it, words are really hard to to articulate what what you're trying to feel. But yeah, I, I think there's a, a a middle ground where I understand. Mm-hmm. I can I can be in control and have a good time as well. I understand mm-hmm. that. And also, I'm not in control at all, and I'm having a good time. I I get it. I'm hip with the words you guys are speaking. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I brought up the, the spirituality, uh, point a little bit ago, just cause I was curious. Um, uh, a lot of the older people say, uh, oh my God, uh, life goes so fast, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, just, uh, we, we don't have to get into it if it's too heavy, but like your views on mortality and what comes after and how to deal with that kind of stuff as you get older. I don't have... I don't spend t- too much time thinking about what comes after life. Yeah. But, but I will tell you that uh, in the last year, because of certain things going on with my health, mm. um, I've started to feel my mortality more than I ever have in my life, which is which is an interesting phenomenon for me psychologically. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to get back to the other side of not feeling my mortality. Uh, well, when you say interesting for your psychology, what, what do you mean? I'm sorry. What was the question? Uh, um, wh- why are you trying to get away from it? Is, is uh, you're afraid, or or it's I don't just, like it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I don't like it either. You know, I don't, I don't like I don't like it either. And and why would I continue to feel things that I don't like? Uh, yeah. That's so. So no. I that's why I feel like I need to do certain things <clears throat> in order to basically uh, regain that that feeling of you know, immortality, even though I know it's not true. I, I mm-hmm. totally get that. It's not true. Yeah. But I, I, I like that. I, I like that, that feeling. The, uh, the ignorance is bliss kind of thing. I, well, it's not ignorance. It was just, I felt that way. That, that, that right, was, right. Uh, and, and, and it, yeah, um, just, uh, how you feel is not, not necessarily, uh, has to do with ignorance. It's just that it's just, it's how you feel. I didn't make the phrase up, but you know what I mean. You know I know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, just started to try to yeah, deal grandpa. with, you know, immortality and thinking about, you know, when you're 81 years old, you think, well, how much longer do you have? You know, it's just a natural thing to begin yeah. to think about that. But um, but then you'd go on and live your life and, you know, accept what, you know, what whatever the creator has in store for you. Yeah. See, uh, part of it is that uh, my father was dying for 50 years. 
Mm-hmm. He was literally dying for 50 years. And so um, we moved to, he had emphysema, and we moved to Arizona in 1960. And he died in 1997. Maybe I'm, what's the math there? 47 years. 30, 37. Yeah, so maybe not 50 years, but for 37 years. And or 60, yeah. I saw what that was like. And that was not a pretty, I mean, he, he buried like three of three or four of his physicians. You know, he had last rites in the Catholic church six times. Uh, he, you know, we, we were on, uh, on a first name basis with the ER docs, uh, all sorts of stuff. But I've, I've seen what, what life like that is like. So focusing on your, the fact that you're going to die soon. <clears throat> Yeah. And, and the, this, the sort of antidote to that is just to, to be as healthy as you can and live as good of yeah. a life as you can. Yeah. Try, try to do as much as you can. And of, of all things, uh, be happy. No, yeah. I mean, be, be happy. Uh, that goes a long way. Sure. Uh, be happy with who you are. Be happy. You know, in your relationships, uh, be pleasant, be flirtatious, uh, all those things. Be accepting. Well, well, yeah, accepting really. what your life is. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it's just so many people get, get really uh, lose the fun in their life, hmm. and uh, then they're miserable. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, and, and, and people around them are miserable too. <laughs> misery, misery is highly infectious. <laughs> what what makes you happy, or and has it changed as you've gotten older? Uh, I think what hap- makes me happy is is, is uh, one being around my wife. Uh, I enjoy that. We do a lot of stuff together. Uh, I think my kids make me happy. Uh, my life makes me happy. Being creative makes me happy. Uh, as much work as it was, and some days I'm, I'm cussing out, putting together this uh, course. Uh, again, another shameless plug. The, the, no, the standard, no, no. We, the standard, we... the standard dot academy, uh, yeah. and you know, putting out my podcast is, is 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 also fun. So those type of things, I think, to be creative and, and have something to, to do every day uh, makes it makes it fun. Being around people, I, I mean, I have a group of friends that I I enjoy being around. Uh, you know, they, they come to my house just about every Friday and we smoke cigars. Hmm. Uh, so we do a lot, a lot of stuff like that and do inter- to do interesting things. So l- let me ask, let me ask you, because this is, this is, this is a, this is a song. This is a song. I'm going to put each of you on the, on the spot here. When was the last time that you did something for the first time? The last time that I did something. I went to Iowa for the first time last week. When was that? Last week. When did you do that? Last week. Oh, nice. Did uh, Iowa make you happy? No. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Right after this show's over, 
me and a measuring tape are going to have a date. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm going to do a lot of things for the first time. <laughs> Bro, you turned. <laughs> oh, man. Um, trying to think. I, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I hung art up, like real art. You know, I I got it for ten bucks, and then the frames caught. It was a nightmare. <laughs> but once I did it, once I did it, once I hung the art up, it was it's so cool, Orist. I, I it was very enjoyable, actually. Yeah. So good. Felt good. felt very very adult. You know, it's yeah. I'm sure you hear this phrase all the time, adulting. But um, felt very much like that. What about you, Grandpa? Was it well, 1947? I was. I've had interest when I was a kid, and <laughs> interestingly, I still have the same interests, and I'm always working on, I guess you'd call them hobbies, and and to some degree, turning them into kind of small businesses. But that that's what interests me: electronics and and photography and things of that nature. So it keeps me very busy, and I enjoy doing it. And uh, you know, it's always a little bit of a challenge, learning new things. Mm-hmm. I like it. How about you, Connors? For um, me, um, I think I feel like I try to do a lot of new things. I guess the newest thing I've been I've been looking at graffiti for the last couple months and years, and I finally started tagging my own things. So that's something new that I've always been like, "Oh man, I want my," you know, "I want to try something." So I've been doing that, but I feel like I've done something new before then too. Hmm. I'm learning how to draw muscle. I've never, I've, you know, when you draw the anatomy, you know, you draw like the bones and the skeleton mm-hmm. and shit. But now I'm like the first time me drawing the, like the muscular system. That's a new thing. Did you do a drawing this episode, Fine? No, I didn't do a drawing. I don't, I, I, and I couldn't Google a tank. Without like that attitude. I didn't think I could really, and I couldn't imagine it well enough in my head. I don't have that type of creative uh, juices yet. But I, if I keep practicing, I'm sure I will be good enough. Um, no, I didn't draw anything. I just took a lot of notes. Some good, you know what I'm saying? What about you, Oris? Um, well, actually, I'm going to be doing something in about three weeks here. Uh, rappelling off of the uh, Virgin Hotel. Ooh. You're crazy. Now, are yeah. you serious? <laughs> yeah. Uh, rappelling, like uh, you would do mountain climbing? Yeah. Does the Virgin Hotel know about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fundraiser. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fundraiser. I thought you were gonna do uh, Man on Wire type stuff. No, no, but... no, 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 no. I'm not no, trying no, to be. No. I'll, I'll do something crazy. I'll do something crazy, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're not actually repelling, are you, off the building? Yeah. You're you're a fairly heavy guy. I mean. <laughs> well, they, they 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 said the the, the gear goes up to three hundred pounds. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, minimum is a hundred pounds, and it goes up to three hundred. That's hilarious. Wow, I'd be afraid it's, to do that. It's, how no, about, it's how about Sierra? Sierra, anything new? She went to went Iowa. To Iowa. Iowa, Grandpa. It was diabolical. The, everything was flat. I know. I've never been to Iowa. Don't go. Hey, is there is there a danger factor to the hotel, or it's a very secure? Oh, it's very secure. They got, they got. It. It's, 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 this is all locked yeah. in. There's actually a company that does this. So yeah. I mean, they, you know, how, how high is it? You no, know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 
but it's pretty high. You know what's crazy is I went you, anything sky above dive. anything above two floors is high. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I went yeah. skydiving. You ever been skydiving, Oris? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I was I was pretty underwhelmed. <laughs> what? Yeah, I swear I swear. Of course, can, where'd you jump? Where'd you jump from? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Grandpa. Can, can you can you hold your own weight? Hanging? Who me? Yes. Yeah. You can actually. Yeah, I can hold, hold your own weight. He's, yeah. He's getting. I do. I do. I, in, in, in part of my uh, part of my training uh, for a Spartan race, I do pull ups. Oh, you do? Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. He's getting you back for that shit hair, shit teeth the, comment the age, earlier, yeah. or is? Yeah, the age comment. I was thinking in my head like, this is a uh, yeah. Grandpa, I, you're ugly as hell, right? So. You- <laughs> I can't help that. No, no, that was one of the major things I had to train myself to do for a Spartan race to uh, uh, to be able to do a pull do pull ups. Wow, are you well, uh, the Spartan race is typically twenties and thirties, right? We mean twenties and thirties. People running the Spartan. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know. That. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine it's probably the the vast majority would be people in twenties, thirties, and forties, but but it goes all the way way up high. No, yeah. all, all joking aside, man, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, really the, How many pull-ups can you do, Orst? I can do uh, right now six. Oh, wow. I, I, when I was in the military, I did pull-ups so easily that they put me in charge of the guys that had to do the pull-ups before they went into the lump, what they call the mess hall, the lunch hall. Uh-huh. I was, did them so easy. I don't think I could do one or two pull-ups anymore, maybe three. That's it. So you're – and you're – I think a little heavier than I am. No. <laughs> Are you trying to say you're trying to say I'm fat? No, no. But you're you're a husky guy. You're not a you're not a little thin guy. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it when I went to go to go get a a, a sport coat. The guy goes, "Oh, you have an athletic build." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you do more. Pull. I um, I can do a set of four three times, and then I think I do fifth. Well, hmm. would you say you did a hundred pounds for what dumbbells. dumbbells? Dumbbells. What 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 movement? A bench press. Bench. Oh, oh okay. benching. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah benching. Gotcha. And then I do like uh, curls. I'll do sixty pound dumbbells. That's a lot. Yeah. Did did you I do, do athletics I do about in a, school, like in high school me? or college? Did you? Or did you do any uh, sports in high school? Or oh no, college? no! I was I was a dorky kid. Hmm. Wow. I was really a dorky kid. I I was always picked last for any team. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I was I was. What what uh what part of that dorkiness have you brought into adulthood that you still have fun with? Anything? Any nerdy uh, hobbies or anything like that? Any what, Oksana? The um, any kind of what kind of hobbies? Nerdy hobbies, dorky hobbies. No, no, I'm I'm totally cool now. <laughs> it's I'm, some of the dorky stuff is really cool, actually. I I I mean, I work on my podcast. I smoke cigars. I lift weights. Dork. and <laughs> and that's uh, that's pretty Wait, much. You say, I said podcast is a dorky. Oh no, it's not. You, you go tell Joe Rogan he's dorky, <laughs> 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 or Tim Ferriss for that matter. <laughs> I would, but they never come out their boxes. <laughs> They're always there. They never come outside. Dork. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan ain't no dork. Neither is Jocko Wilnick. Well, you know Orst, I, 
I think he gave very good advice, Dork. and I'm on the same wavelength <laughs> as you about the mate. That that to me is oh yeah, that's the most important decision you can make. Absolutely, yeah. How, how uh, we got to wrap it up soon, but how, how did you and your uh, partner meet when you were 40? Uh, we were working on a project. Uh, she was actually, uh, she's from the States, but she was living in Ukraine and we were, were actually set up a uh, junior achievement in Ukraine. Mm. Wow. And nice. we were working on that together and then uh, we just met and then we got married. Oh, Sweet, man. Um, we always do uh, last thoughts on the show. I'd love to go around and get last thoughts from everybody. And then we'll do all your plugs and, uh, yeah, wrap everything up. Uh, Grandpa, you start. Well, I think uh, this uh, gentleman guest is a very nice guy and uh, very smart. Yeah. Finest? Yeah, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Nice meeting you and, and, and hearing from you and and thank you. Yeah, I think you're cool. I especially like your last name. <laughs> uh, Sierra. You're a you're a funny guy, Oris. You're a fun guy. And, uh, and uh, no one, no one, go to Iowa. Do not do it. Do not go. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oris. I'd love your last thoughts. Uh Make sure your life is fun because that is where you'll find happiness. Mm. If your life is fun, if you're fun, people around you will be having fun. They'll be fun and it'll be a great life. Mm. What's what's your favorite cigar? Oh, I, uh, uh, big pappy by L artista. Uh, um, um, Rodriguez, uh, oh no, David Ortiz, David Ortiz. Uh, that's a cigar that he designed with my friend uh, Rom Emanuel, Rom Rodriguez, who has a, a, a plant, has a, a, a cigar farm in the uh, Dominican Republic, and uh, so that's what we do. Wow. Yeah, man, I, I very much enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I, please plug all your stuff. We also always put it in the show notes for all our okay. guests, all yeah. that. Well, you can listen to my podcast at Old Guy Talks to Me. It's a podcast dedicated to helping older guys create kick-ass lives for themselves and those that they love. How'd you like that radio voice, huh? Uh, good. And then uh, my my program, which will be probably about maybe about four four to six weeks uh, before it comes out, is called the 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 Standard Dot Academy, and it's about reclaiming your life and reclaiming your masculinity. Amazing. Great. Sweet. And uh, uh, handles, where, where can we find you? Where can guests find you? You can find me. Uh, there's, there's contact forms on both those sites. Okay. Great. Not on a podcast, but uh, on, on the standard.academy. Uh, we just actually set them up uh, because everything else is kind of being shut down. I, ha- right. I had a podcast. I had, I had a site called Old Guy Talks, but uh, we're kind of we're rolling that up into the standard.academy. Uh, Sweet. So that won't be there in in, in a few days. Awesome. Anything else? Anybody got anything? I got got one more comment. Sierra? Yes. Sierra? Yes. Okay. Go read The 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. I'm so glad that you came. (laughs) And we'll be looking for uh, you at Standard Academy. I got, no, no. If, If she reads that book, would you read Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde? 
I re- I, I don't know about that, but I did read uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with with a black man. No, no, read that book. Okay. All right. S- S- Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde. Okay. We'll do a book club. Book I got club. you. I, I'm a reader. I, I'll read yeah. your book. I'm not, I'm not, I tell you the truth, I'm not a reader. I it, it, Mostly uh, I listen to books because uh, I'm, I'm dyslexic and, and reading is really tedious for me. Oh, cool. And I suggest uh, right. Conversations by the Fireside in the Time of the Tudors. Ooh. Oh, ooh, okay. Look at this. We have a book club. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me on. Yeah. Great guest. Have a time with Have a great night, Or. Thank you. Good night. Podcasting with Grandpa Bart and Rosie, always on his shoulder. This is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finus Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.